The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Hi, I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the show this morning. Thanks for joining us, Lauren Beller Blake, my co-host. And you're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I am well overall. I'm better yes. than last week. It's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fighting off a cold. And uh, every place I go, it seems to me everybody else is fighting off a cold and fighting off the weather. It is like snowing like crazy here in New York. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, all my kids are in these major snow areas, and they're all like, as you know, 20s, all grown up. But still, that mommy and me, I'm emailing them, be careful. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, Watch out, because they're talking about power lines going down. I mean, the way the media presents it and all these uh, television weather shows, it's, it's going to be two feet of snow in Philly, two feet of snow in D.C., in Chicago, so... I've been on online warning everybody since six o'clock this morning. I don't know. Do you, does the mommy thing ever go away? Once no, you're the mommy? mommy thing never goes away. No, I don't think so either. It, it doesn't. And, and then each one of your kids will allow you to go just so far, and you know they're all different. So you know one will let you be more intrusive than the other, and so you just have to kind of guide yourself because no, it never does go away. No, I don't know if it should go away. It doesn't really matter, does it? Don't you? No matter how old you are, aren't you glad you have your mom every once in a while? Yeah. Speaking, my mother just called me thirty seconds before we went on the air. See, <laughs> I said, "Mom, I'm just about to go on the air." Oh, okay. She said, "Well, then uh, that's right. I forgot. I got to listen to you." <laughs> yeah. Well, she's stuck in in uh, right outside in Baltimore with two or three feet of snow, I guess. We have one guest this morning, and she's going to be talking about her new book, Lauren, The Menopause Makeover, The Ultimate Guide to Taking Control of Your Health and Beauty During Menopause. This is a good topic for me as I'm 44, approaching 45 in 2010. You're getting up there, and you're just getting on that menopausal... um, They call it premenopausal. Premenopausal, perimenopausal. Perimenopausal. There are lots of you. Every day, apparently, there are 2,000, I think it is, 2,000 women who, are, who become, um, no, six, an estimated 6,000 women reach menopause. This is just in North America. Oh, wow. Um, every day. So that's over 2 million a, a year. Watch out, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. This is a good topic. Yeah, this is a great topic. And actually, the author, Stannis Jonkus, she became menopausal at age 47. So that's on the young side. I would think it probably is, yeah. Yeah. The average age, I think, in North America or Western countries is 52. Well, that's the average. So then anywhere from 47 to 55, I guess. But 52 is the average. Interesting. and yeah. Uh, yeah, good. And now listen to this, Lauren. 
I interviewed a guy, his name is Dan Crum, and he's called a dating detective, and he wrote this book called Is He Lying to You? He's an ex-CIA polygraph examiner, uh-huh. and he reveals what men don't want you to know because you know in the news now I, I don't know how you, I don't know if you listen to Jenny Stanford she because she came out with a new book um, the the wife of the governor of South Carolina uh-huh. who was having the affair with the Argentinian lady yes well I mean there are all these guys right one after the next Tiger Woods etc um, it's like why don't these women know or did they know before or should have, or should they have known well he wrote this book. And he tells you how you can detect whether or not a man is lying to you. Oh, I love this. Let's hear. Yeah. You guys tell me? Yeah, I am. I mean, you could use it on your husband. Let's hear. I'm going to start trouble. No, I, I, it's, too, it's too late to start trouble, trust me. <laughs> Trouble's already <laughs> there. <laughs> it's already brewing. All right. So, well, then this may be helpful to you. Anyway, is he lying to you? Um. What he does is really actually quite simple. I mean, he tells you in the book how to, you have to be able to read a man's body language, hear what they're really saying, not what you, you have to kind of go beyond what the words are and hear what they're really saying. Um, and one of the things that he says is first you have to evaluate what the man's normal behavior is, right? And you, this is really interesting, like let's say, you are discussing something. He talks about first dates, actually. Women can evaluate on a first date whether or not this guy's telling you the truth. Uh-huh. And, you're, you know, the guy sits back, and you, let's say you're in a restaurant, and he's sitting there, and he's got his back up against the chair, and his legs are crossed, and his hands are, you know, on his lap or wherever he has his hands, and you're chat- talking and chatting, and he doesn't move around too much. Then you ask him a question, like a loaded question. Like if you ever cheated on your girlfriend before, or if you ever cheated on anyone, and then you see he moves forward, he changes his position, his whole body language changes. That's an indication, and he says no. Well, let's say, and he said no, I've never cheated. Uh, no, I would never do that. Uh huh. That's that is a clue. That's a hint that he's not telling the truth. So they um, are sitting in a consistent position and then you ask the question and he changes position and says no yeah exactly because it's a contradiction it's a contradiction and you've been you know and so you know what his natural body language is because you've been talking for a while and so you have an idea you know that uh, what's normal and what's not and then you ask a loaded question like that and then he lies to you and then he totally changes his body language you know he changes shifts his position that makes a whole lot of sense it does, doesn't it? Yeah, a whole lot of sense. And it's very simple, but it's, it's, it's something that, and it works, I'm sure, besides not just on a first date, but if you're at, talking to somebody and wanting to uh, get a sense of whether or not they're telling you the truth, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's one of the things. The whole book goes through a step-by-step process of, of helping you to evaluate someone's body language, their eye contact, um, just the same stuff that the CIA did you know, guys do when they're interrogating a terrorist. Exactly, same thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he gives you ways to trap the liar. <laughs> uh, the two, oh, and then he talks about why, you know, because I was asking about, I mean, are you interested in all these women and their, I get into all of that, all of these women and, and, and their famous husbands cheating on them. Well, I'm always interested in the relationship and what, you know, how it got there. I think it's always interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I get hooked onto those. I read all those books. That's why I was curious about this. But, you know, one of the reasons that he says that women get deceived is is because they want to be deceived. They want to trust. You know, they trust the person. They want to trust the person. So you go into a relationship wanting to trust that person. So everything they say, you are not looking for deception. You're looking for trust. And that's how you miss all the cues that somebody is really deceiving it's denying <clears throat> excuse me it's denying the um the real deal right in front of you and i think i have totally done that in relationships absolutely have you i absolutely because i'm always wanting to see the good and i don't i don't see the reality sometimes of things and i was actually thinking about this this morning i couldn't sleep i was thinking about various relationships i've been in over the years and how i totally mistook early signs you're a perfect example of the women that he's talking about in this book. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? Because I think a lot of, you know, it's very common to women. Now, I don't know if it's as common to men or not, but, yeah, where do you, I mean, that obviously comes from your relationship with your own family. Family. I would agree with that. Yeah. So you're I do always... think it has something to do with the, your relationship with the father, like women's relationships with fathers in general. And or lack of relationship in some, in, a lot of, in a lot of cases because I think that we're always wanting to um, fill that relationship that wasn't there, need, meet that need. I right, give an example in your case. What do you mean? Because I know for me, it, it sounds like it's a little bit different. But I always too, I want to trust, and I really don't want to see the other stuff. I just want to see the good stuff. I think <laughs> I can trust. <laughs> you're making me laugh because I feel like we're in a therapy session, which I probably need. Um, <laughs> The point. Hey, you woke that, up this morning. You couldn't sleep because you were thinking about it. Well, you know, we had to, my husband and I got in this little tiff last night, and you know, he ended up leaving this morning for three days. Actually, we're gonna, I'll see him tomorrow. But um, you know, he left early, and it was very, you know, four thirty in the morning, and it never got cleaned up the relationship, the conversation. I mean, so it gets me frustrated, and I keep thinking, you know, why am I in such a relationship that constantly has such stuff here and there, and. You know, I do think, that, I remember as a little kid, remember thinking, I wish that that guy was my father instead of my father, because my father was very absent. And I don't mean like physically, but physically and emotionally, just very absent. And I think that over the years, I just probably find relationships that continue to be just like that. You replicate that original relationship with your father. And, and expect it to be different and want it to be different. Well, it can't be different unless you make it different. Exactly. Well. He can't play exactly that right. game with you. That game, or that he can't <clears throat> replicate that relationship that you had with your father unless you want to do that. So you have. I to, think you both have to want to change it. You change both have to want to change it. But if one person changes it, it changes. I agree with that. I do agree with that. So if you don't want to play, and I, I hate to keep saying that game, but if you don't want to do that same dance, and you change the tune. It changes. It's it may not I agree fit. with that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, excuse me, I'm sorry, I keep coughing. It's, it's actually, I, I totally agree with that, and I feel strongly about taking responsibility to change the dance. I love that. Because I think that it is our responsibility to do it, not both people. Because sometimes they don't even understand what that means. Yeah, and I think that if you change the dance and then you, if you're the one to do it, um, 
and then begin to discuss what's happening because things are different, uh, that kind of leads to more change, or it can lead to more change. But I'm just thinking what you said, your father was emotion, was absent emotionally, wasn't there. So you're trying, these are the kinds of men that you get involved with. And also physically, was your father physically there? Um, he was physically there, but he was always out and working on projects. You know, always there was something to be done that was had nothing to do with the family, everything to do with the property, if you will. You know, the space, the physical space. So that's the dance you're in. It's interesting. Uh-huh. It's so interesting. And to continue to work on changing it, I, it's, I'm more and more conscious of it over the years, more and more. Well, it gets more exacerbated. If it doesn't change, it gets even more, you know, it, it just goes in that direction, right? It gets, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And so I think that it's, and I look at how fathers, just a uh, very general statement, how are, what's fathers' roles in <clears throat> families these days? And I think that that's a really important concept, and what have fathers' roles been? And I think they're changing. They're drastically changing. Although I, one trap you're getting, I hear you, this is a trap you're getting into, and uh, we're going to take a break right now, but uh, you're talking about fathers' roles. Different families, fathers have different roles, all very unique, and I think if you try to look and try to replicate something out there that doesn't fit you, I mean, it's relationships are unique, circumstances are unique, I think you really have to take a look at that. We have to take a break. Lauren Beller-Blake, my co-host, I'm Catherine Zoff, your social worker with a microphone, voiceamericavariety.com. And coming up, our guest is here and ready is Stannis Jonkins. She's author of The Menopause Makeover. We'll be back in a minute. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your teams. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST. 
4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox. I'm your social worker with a microphone. You're listening to the Catherine Zox Show with Lauren Beller Blake on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Thanks so much for joining all of us this morning. And my guest, author of The Menopause Makeover, The Ultimate Guide to Taking Control of Your Health and Beauty During Menopause. Lots of ladies out there who can benefit from this book. Stennis Jonicus, she wrote this book with Wendy Klein, MD. Going to give you a little, uh, some statistics. Uh, every day, this is amazing, an estimated 6,000 women reach menopause in North America, according to the North American Menopause Society. A total of over 2 million women a year. That's a lot of ladies going through menopause. So Stennis Jonicus is one of those women. Uh, at age 47, four months before her wedding, she was blindsided by the onset of menopause and its symptoms. I can't imagine going through menopause right before you're getting married. I think <laughs> this was probably the impetus for the book. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm go- Stennis, it's great to have you on this morning. Um, Thank you, for, yes. thank you for having me, and, and it is true. It was crazy. I finally meet the man of my dreams at the age of 46, and then we're about to get married. I'm 47. I slam into hot flashes, uh, night sweats, itchy skin. I gained 30 pounds in six months. Oh, it wow. was crazy. My wedding dress, there was no way I was going to squeeze in that wedding dress and make my wedding day. And my poor fiancé was about to marry Bridezilla, so I was desperate. <laughs> so were you prepared at all? I mean, did you have any idea? I mean, you're thinking, your mindset, I'm getting married, I met Prince Charming after all these years. Menopause? I mean, it would seem to me that was like the furthest thing from your mind. It was truly a shocker. And I think and what came up for me is that most women are unprepared for menopause is women really aren't talking about it. We all talk about planning our weddings and having babies, and it's all a, a wonderful celebration, but there's this strange thing in our culture that women are really uncomfortable or embarrassed to talk about menopause as if it means it's over or we're getting older or it's not sexy. And so what I found is I, I didn't have the support I needed to go through it as I was getting the support I needed to be, you know, getting married. I had a wedding planner, and it was telling me what to do, and like month two, do this, month three, do this. And I'm like, why isn't there a planner like this for menopause? And let's talk about that. Why isn't there? I mean, did, uh, did your own mother say anything, girlfriends, people who are close to you? Why don't women talk about it? Because you're right. We say we talk about menopause, but we don't really because we're either embarrassed, uh, we don't want to address the whole fact that we are aging, whatever the reasons are. I mean, I know my mother and her friends never talked about it, 
so it, and I'm still saying it, never talked about menopause. Why don't we do that now? I really think, you know, we're a culture that celebrates youth, and menopause represents age. And for me, um, you know, I was starting a new life with my soon-to-be husband, and ultimately for me, menopause represented new beginnings, and actually menopause became probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. It was truly a wake-up call. I had terrible eating habits. I didn't exercise. My health fell apart when I slammed into menopause. And even though I hit a wall and had a difficult time, menopause shook me up so that I could make my life what I needed it to be. And so actually menopause was a celebration for me. It was a celebration for you and this, and a motivation to write this book, which is a fabulous book, by the way. Um, and you separate this book into like three different parts, very distinct different areas, of, of, um, and you call it your menopause survival guide. So how is it a survival guide for all of us? Well, one, the book embraces that we're all different. Dr. Klein, Dr. Wendy Klein, who's a leading menopause expert, and I, when we sat down and put this book together, one of the things that I noticed when I went out looking for menopause information is many of the books and online resources take a position on how to treat your menopause. But ultimately, we are all different, and each of us has a recipe that is unique to us in how we manage menopause. So in understanding that we're all different, what came up for me, just like the wedding planner, is first you must get educated. Now, there's so much information out there. It took me three years to take all the information and whittle it down to this little eight-step plan, which is, you know, the eight steps that I believe we all have to go through during menopause, which is, one, we must address our health and our hormones. That's the first thing. We have to get stable. Two, we have to change our eating. If you don't, you're going to gain weight, and the menopause fat cell, I'd love to get to that in a minute, is, is, a, is a very difficult opponent to battle. You have to start exercising most days of the week. You have to look at your beauty regime, your emotions, your relationship, your sexuality, your spirituality, and your happiness. You go through those steps, and it's a controlled process. You will get out the other end a, a whole, normal, happy person, even probably better than when you started. So you have to pay attention, is what I hear you saying. You really have to pay attention to all of these things, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. Um, you know, when I was going through menopause, uh, my physician, the only thing that she focused on was hormone replacement therapy. That was it. Well, and, and this is what this book is about. And it's interesting what I was excited about uh, in speaking with you today, that you train doctors and medical students to communicate effectively with patients this book embraces that the woman going through menopause is empowered as a patient to contribute to the conversation with her doctor so that you manage your, your experience together. Um, yes, doctors uh, are in the medical field and, and hormone therapy is, is one option, but we actually have a number of options. If you have mild to moderate symptoms, alternative methods such as some of the herbs like black cohosh is a very effective option for a lot of women. It wasn't a good option for me. I had moderate to severe symptoms, so it didn't touch my hot flashes. But for many women, black cohosh, and if you're a good candidate, you're not on aspirin or blood thinners, is a really good option for women. Even if you decide to take it and it works for you, you have to discuss it with your doctor because it does have warnings with it. Um, other options such as just changing your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise, um, throwing yoga in the formula, uh, in the formula, and then if those things don't work for you, then yes, if you're a good candidate for hormone therapy, this is 
an area you can talk to with your doctor, but you have to be educated. Hormone therapy is a very confusing area, and the media has made it even more confusing with a lot of headlines like, you know, from the Women's Health Initiative, you know, if you take hormone therapy, you're going to get breast cancer or heart disease, and and so you, you really have to understand the scientific facts behind it. And Dr. Klein brought science to our research, and and we simplified it in such a way so you knew your risk factors. Are you a good candidate? And then you have to figure out what ways you want to take it. Do you want a pill? Do you want transdermal? Do you want a gel? Do you want a spray? And when you're educated, you can talk to your doctor about your options. And how would you suggest, Stannis, because I think this is really an important point, how do you approach your doctor? I mean, many doctors, you're walking into it. A woman is walking into a physician's office. She has 15 minutes to discuss this most of the time, if that, and a, to, talking to a physician who is harried, who is ready to you know, prescribe the medication and get out of there, and, and sometimes themselves are embarrassed about the topic of menopause. I think particularly if you go to a male physician, how do you approach that? Well, I think being educated is, is, is your first step. Tracking your symptoms is probably one of the greatest tools you can walk in with because we want to treat your symptoms. So many people uh, do saliva tests, and when you do that, your hormones change all the time. So the saliva test is showing a result at a moment when you take your test. So the best way to look at your symptoms is to treat your symptoms. If you're having hot flashes, it's an indication of what's going on with your hormones. So, one, you should track your symptoms, bring it into your doctor. Two, after you read the book and you see, oh, gosh, I'd really like to try a bioidentical FDA-approved patch because I like the idea of just putting something on twice a week and it's FDA-approved, you can actually participate in going, I'm kind of interested in this. What do you think? And that's an important empowered place to be with your doctor. Right, so you ha- I think tracking your symptoms, I mean, I, th- I want to repeat that because you really have to go in there and track your specific symptoms, know what you're talking about because, boy, and, and you discuss it in the book, I mean, there is a wide range of symptoms. I mean, I can speak for myself, my girlfriends. This is, this is anecdotal. It's not even scientific, but, you know, hot flashes can range from one or two hot flashes to a day to women who are just soaked most of the day and, and can't even sit at a board meeting without being, you know, being uh, suffering from like extreme hot flashes. So it's how it affects your daily life. That's one example. It, well, it's exactly true. Uh, all of our symptoms are different, and not all symptoms are related to hormones. Some symptoms are related to aging or your medical history. Like for me, um, I, both my parents have high blood pressure. That kicked in my genetic, uh, uh, that, that whole thing kicked in for me, so I started having heart heart palpitations, but that was actually not a symptom from my hormones. That was a symptom from my genetics and my history. So you do, some of the symptoms are driven by hormones. Then you have symptoms that are driven by your overall health. What are you eating? Are you exercising? So it's, it's, it's like being a detective to figure it out. You, you, yes, you have, if you have symptoms that like, like hot flashes, that's hormonal. You should, Hormone therapy is is possibly an option for you, but you have to look at your overall health profile. Yeah. Now, Lauren, before we went on the air and we were talking about uh, uh, talking about the book, you mentioned that you thought perhaps you were in a perimenopausal stage. Um, Feel like discussing that with us? (laughs) <laughs> this is my day to be in the in the seat. I'm happy to. Yeah, I was, and I have had this for years. Where a couple, like maybe within the week before my period, I get night sweats that are just crazy, and definitely worse the past couple, even recently the past month. But 
I was saying to Catherine I was taking antibiotics, which I very seldom do, um, and I thought maybe that had something to do with it, but it's very consistent with my cycle. Well, uh, are your periods regular still? Very, yeah. Are you on birth control pills? No. No. Uh, are they bothersome, your night sweats, like, you, you, you know, it, it makes you tired the next day? Only because I don't sleep, you know? Yeah. yeah. You get cranky, and this is what people don't understand, and especially the partners of women going through it, is it is, is once you stop sleeping at night from night sweats, it affects your days and weeks, and it can get chronic. What does your doctor say? I have not run it by my doctor. You know, I, 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 have, I haven't, you know. This well, is the rehearsal. Now you'll know what to say to the doctor, right? Yeah. You've got to get all the information. <laughs> we're gonna, we have to, we've only got a minute left for this, so we're going to just take a short break right now. Um, uh, we're discussing the menopause makeover, the ultimate guide to taking control of your health and beauty during menopause. Dennis Joan, Jonicus, and she wrote this book with Wendy Klein, MD. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, with my co-host Lauren Stellar Blake, and you're listening to Voice America Variety.com. Don't go away because we'll be back in a minute. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Are you living with passion, purpose, and play? Are you ready to overcome your fears, claim your power and purpose to make your mark on the world, but don't know where to start? Tuck Self, the Rebel Bell, will inspire and empower you to squeeze as much juice and joy out of life as possible. You'll find your passion, live on purpose, and do it all with a boatload of play. Join this amazing voice for Tuck Talk every Monday at 6 p.m. in the East and 3 p.m. in the West on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live rebelliciously and on your terms. Listen for MD Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. That's Muscular Development Radio. Every Monday, your host, Sean Ray, will take you inside the world of bodybuilding and health and fitness. The show will feature Hall of Fame bodybuilders, trainers, judges, and the future champions of tomorrow. Plus, you'll be invited to participate in our call-in Ask the Pros feature. And our nutritional spotlight will feature products that can help you achieve your fitness goals. MD Radio is broadcast live Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. It's the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com with Lauren Deller Blake, my co host, and Stanis Jonicus, author of The Menopause Makeover, The Ultimate Guide to Taking Control of Your Health and Beauty During Menopause. And if you purchase this book, you will be taking control. No question about that. 
this book covers everything. One of the things, uh, Stannis, that I want to ask you about is, because uh, you just got, you were just getting married when you started going through menopause. So, where do men come into play? Because I have, uh, you know, I really feel strongly about the fact that you've got to involve your spouse or your mate or whoever the man you're living with has to be involved in this process if it's all going to work out well for you well, in your relationship. A, it's very, very important to communicate with your party, partner. I was actually fully, madly in love with mine about to walk down the aisle, and I, I barely made it. Uh, but, you know, AARP just did a survey, and they found that over 60% of divorces are initiated by women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, which is the menopause years. So you have to ask, why is that happening? And I think for all of us, as we know, menopause is a relatively new thing for, for humanity. You know, by the year 1900, we were living to be 47, 48. Now we're living to be 80. So if you think about over 100 years ago, we weren't we were dying off before we were menopausal. And I think there's another piece to it, too. I think that our expectations are different. And I want to get into this the particular t- I want to get into sex because I think that expectations for women maybe even 20 or 30, let's say 30 years ago, were that once you went through menopause, the expectation was, okay, sex wouldn't, you know, you could sort of not, you forget about sex and you become a grandmother and you focus on other things. So it's, our expectations are different as well. And it's a, I, don't it's you a think very, it's a very good point. We live in a very sexualized society. It's on it's on television. It's actually very confusing, I think, for a lot of couples that you know everybody thinks they have to be having sex all the time. Um, and so when you get to menopause and a woman's libido starts decline, declining, um, usually from declining uh, and fluctuating hormones. Um, but sometimes it's just because she's just not feeling good and she's tired and she's having to focus on herself going through menopause. Menopause is a time for a woman to have to go inside and, and put attention on herself so she can get through this. And that is very confusing to the man. The man's standing there completely confused going, where did my woman go? And it's very important for the woman at this time to communicate with her husband or partner and ask for his support. And he needs to listen to her and not criticize her. Go with the flow and be compassionate. It's a time for perhaps more cuddling and, and more showing up for each other. And if she's not in the mood and she has to sort of retreat and, and pamper herself and, and, uh, and she's changing her eating and her exercise, let's say she's having hot flashes and the air conditioner's up and it's freezing outside, go get a sweater. She is far more uncomfortable than, than the partner is. Uh, support, if you have support during this time and communication, I think your marriage will weather menopause, and I think you'll be stronger for it. I was. I mean, in a way, starting a marriage, going through such a big challenge, actually brought us closer. Yeah, because you started out that way. I think this it also, if you have couples who are not doing well or haven't worked on their issues prior to menopause, then this is going to exacerbate all of the problems because you're not going to get the support that you need. So it bodes well for people to, like, hey, you know, work on some of that stuff before you go through menopause because you do need support, like you said. But I think there are a lot of embarrassing kinds of questions, and I want to talk about these because, yes, they're weight 
you know, weight and hormone replacement therapy and the things that are probably easier to talk about, many women do discuss with their friends. But what about sex and vaginal dryness and not being able to have sex comfortably or being able to talk about that with your spouse? Let's talk about some of those issues because you discussed that in the book. And I think those are the tough ones. Um, and they do affect your relationship and they do affect your sexual relationship, even if you've had a great one up until that point. Well, you're absolutely right, and, and vaginal dryness is, is a very common symptom during menopause, and it's, it's the result of, of fluctuating estrogen, and, um, and it is embarrassing. You've had a lifetime where when you make love, everything's working normally, and the man's like, hey, I'm making her happy, and everything's fine, and, and sort of when the faucet turns off, uh, the, the guy's laying there going, whoa, I'm not doing something right, and she's laying there going, I'm turned on, really I am, and then there's embarrassment and you both roll over and go to sleep. He's frustrated and she's embarrassed. Um, it's a very normal part during menopause. And also for men, as men start going through hormone changes, and they do, their testosterone starts declining gradually, so we don't notice it so much. Men have sexual performance issues that come up with age as well, so it's a great dress rehearsal because the woman will probably go through it earlier and you have to address it. To address the vaginal dryness or the declining libido together and talk about it intimately. And if you need counseling, there's, you know, your doctor can refer you to counselors for this as well. Um, there, there's lubricants you can buy. You have other, uh, inter- you don't have to have intercourse to have great sex. There are options available to be creative, and this is a wonderful time to be creative. And usually the woman is happier from the creativity. Right. Be creative. It's okay. You don't have to have exactly. I think that's a really good point um, for the man and the woman and the couple. And I think there are some other things that, uh, I mean, I, I sort of laugh with my girlfriends or have in the past about this, but, uh, you know, you you you, you have, um, you know, thinning hair is one thing. I think that that's an issue or can be an issue for many women. That's embarrassing. Uh, so you lose hair where you once had it and get it where you once didn't have it. I mean, that's the joke. Um, you know, you get hair on your face, all of those kinds of things. That's the stuff that, that, that ladies don't want to talk about. That's the embarrassing kind of stuff I think that you want to be able to. And you talk about, obviously, all of this is in your book. I'm just, uh, and, and ways in which to, to help yourself or to, to, uh, to take care of it. But um, so let, let's kind of address, I want to address the things, the most difficult issues that surround menopause, the stuff that people don't or women don't want to talk about? Well, um, I woke up one day with a three-inch black hair out of the middle of my forehead. So Very attractive. <laughs> yes, I was hoping it was a piece of hair from my husband, but it, it was attached, <laughs> I'm afraid to say. Um, I have to tell you, that was embarrassing. I went in the bathroom and I went, oh my gosh, I'm growing hair on my face. And it was black. It was like, where did that come from? And then I thought, have I been walking around this for days with this big hair coming out of my forehead? So, yes, a woman has to address her, her beauty concerns because with aging and the change of hormones, you can get brown spots. Your skin starts doing brown spots and wrinkling, and your neck starts craping, and your elbows. Well, watch Cougar Town and Courtney Cox. She's got all sorts of answers for that. And, um, and and it is embarrassing for a woman, but you know what? There are wonderful options that are available now. We're so lucky in our with the the science that we have out there that's non-surgical procedures that can take off brown spots or remove hair where it's not wanted. Um, I had teenage boys, uh, so they were. Uh, 
just going through puberty, and the race was who's going to get the mustache first, mom or the boys? <laughs> and I think I won. <laughs> I can't imagine your household with 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 hormonal boys. Uh, and a hormonal, hormonal boys, mom. a hormonal mom. I mean, of course, when you talk about uh, uh, engaging your husband or your maid in, in, in information and knowing about menopause, I had three boys. They know about menopause. Let, let's just say that they'll make good husbands for whoever they end up being with, uh, because they're armed with all kinds of menopausal information, which is important too. Um, well, I think it's fantastic because I think for women right now, because we're really starting to come out of the closet with menopause, it's important for our daughters so they have a better menopause and, and it's celebrated and, and not something embarrassed to talk about. And our kids, I mean, you did the perfect thing communicating with your boys. They are ready on so many levels. This is a part of life. We're, it's, we're living longer. It is an area that you, it's just like getting married and having babies. It's a fact of life, and the sooner we talk about it, the better. Another thing, and what you talk about in the books, Dennis, is uh, fat menopausal midsection, because that midsection thing, that fat that you get in the middle of your stomach, that's another major issue when you go through menopause. Maybe, like you've never had that before. You've always been thin, and all of a sudden you look down and you've got this stomach that almost looks like a, a postpartum uh, stomach, but it's not. <laughs> well, if you saw my before picture, you, you would understand that I, I fully understand that catastrophe. Um, but what came up for me is uh, right before the wedding, I tried every diet that worked for me before, all the big diets where they deliver food and all the, uh, the plans that were out there. And I, I couldn't, I was gaining weight. Forget losing a pound. I was gaining weight by the day. And what I found was the menopause fat cell, what happens when your ovaries stop or slow down on making estradiol? A secondary source of estrogen, estrone is what it's called, is active in the fat cells. So what's happening is your body is doing something very normal. It's packing on fat because it's a place to get estrogen. So it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's why it happens. Anything that's over 10 pounds, of course, is excessive. So, you know, they say a 10 to 15 pound weight gain during menopause is considered uh, okay and healthy, but anything over that is not. I was 30 pounds, so clearly I was not in a healthy place. I was in the overweight category. But what I found in my own exploration and my own research is that by eating five to six many meals a day kick-started my metabolism. By eating lean proteins, chicken, turkey, fish, your body takes 30% more energy to burn protein. Like when you consume fat, your body only needs 3% of energy for that fat to be digested. But protein takes 30% of energy. That helps build and boost that metabolism, which is what you need to battle that menopause fat cell. The other thing was healthy fats, and then the big ticket for me was low glycemic carbs. I had to replace everything in my house that was white. White rice is now brown rice. White bread is now whole grain bread. White pasta is now whole grain pasta. Low glycemic carbs stabilize your blood sugar, and that you having good stabilized blood sugar when your hormones are going crazy is the ticket to success if you want to drop that menopause, you know, middle, the bulge. Yeah, and, that's and, great. But, you know, that's great advice, but that what you're talking about is also good for anyone. I mean, for anyone's diet, replacing all that white stuff, the, the white bread with the, you know, wheat bread with the, the, the brown rice. I mean, just in general, that's good. Absolutely. And yeah. I have to tell you, I have people writing and calling me all the time in their 20s and 30s going, we love this plan. They're skipping chapter one about hormones because that's not where they're at. And they're doing the food, 
the menopause makeover food pyramid, they're dropping weight. And it's true. It's good common sense. But during menopause, it is non-negotiable. You have to do it or you will continue to gain weight. We want to go to your website. We have just a minute left. So let's be clear where we can buy the book. Go to your website, more information, keep up to date in terms of what you're doing. Uh, so, uh, so Barnes and Nobles, all the Barnes and Nobles and Borders, all the major bookstores, and Amazon and all Barnes and Noble online, all the online stores, and they can visit menopausemakeover.com. To come on board, say hello. If you do the plan, Harlequin, it's, it's published by Harlequin. They have an online community. We have a bunch of women doing the menopause makeover now, uh, many of them not menopausal. And uh, every day I give them tips, and they're losing weight. One gal just wrote she lost four pounds last week. So. Fantastic. So look and feel great again in just 12 weeks, the Menopause Makeover, the ultimate guide to taking control of your health and beauty during menopause. We've been talking to Stanis Jonicus. She's the author. She wrote this book in conjunction with Wendy Klein, MD. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. I loved being here. We've helped many ladies. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone with Lauren Deller Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Don't go away. We will be back in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, Call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on Voice America. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy the R every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're 
listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. It's The Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com with Lauren Deller-Blake, my co-host. And uh, Lauren and I were just talking to Stanis Jonicus author of The Menopause Makeover, Look and Feel Great Again in Just 12 Weeks. Pretty good, just 12 weeks, right? <laughs> I just have to say, Lauren, this book, it is a guide. It's got all kinds. Also, I, and I didn't say this when we were talking to her, but um, you know, there are all kinds of questions so that you can, you know, questionnaires and, and tests you can take so you can find out where you stand in terms of the whole menopause thing. It's pretty good. It really is. But um, Yeah, she was excellent. Yeah. I mean... That's I think tough. it is a whole, like, a, it's not just a one-person issue. It's a family issue, you know? It is a family issue, and that is a good point. That is a really, a fa- it is a family issue, and I think that women traditionally have tried to make it their own issue and hide from the rest of the family. Yeah. Uh, maybe talk to their mothers or if they have daughters. daughters. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but there's a whole issue, I think, that comes up, and we didn't talk about this, and you may or may not have it. You had your baby later in life, so this probably won't happen, but very often you have mothers going through menopause and young daughters just becoming, you know, pubescent, and so they are at the height of their their beauty and they're looking great. And, Actually, that and, could be totally exactly what happens. If I had her at 40 and I go through menopause at 40, 54 on average, you know, the Sarah would be 14. Actually, exactly. Well, yeah. then it will, it could happen so that you become jealous or, I mean, not, I mean, even if it's unconscious or even if it's conscious, let's face it. I mean, um, and that can make it, there can be a real push, that can make it a difficult relationship between mother and daughter. Interesting. Yeah, I've never even thought about that. Yeah. So that is another issue. I mean, I have a girlfriend and I have actually two girlfriends, and they have daughters who are, you know, having just graduated from college. And it's like they go shopping, and it's like my daughter looks fabulous, and all the and whatever she puts on, she looks yeah. great, you know. And I look like, you know, schlumpy, and <laughs> and not just my figure has changed, and I'm square, and you know, all the kinds of stuff that happens as one ages. And it's like there is that kind of. I want to use the word jealousy. It's so uh, funny. I keep a picture on my goal board. You know me and my goals that I'm totally into. Yep. I keep a picture on my goal board of a mom and a daughter who are looking, both are looking hot and sassy. And, <laughs> excuse me, I just keep that vision of this is what, this is who I am. You know, it's like I can be a sassy mom no matter my age. You it's can my, be it's a on my goal board. Mom. Isn't that fun? You can. You can, but you know what you have to do? You do have to be flexible. And what was sassy for you at 40 is not going to be sassy for you at 50. Or no, even I sassy agree with that, 50. yeah. It changes. It changes. And I think sometimes the natural inclination is to kind of want to be the same as you were at 40, so, well, how about women with all the having facelifts and, and oh trying goodness. to make themselves look 40, and, and they're just never going to do that at age 50 or 60? It's happening every day. I mean, those are probably our wealthiest doctors right now. Yeah, exactly, and you don't. They look ugly. They look like, you know, 50-year-old woman trying to look 40. Exactly. Better to try to be a 50-year-old trying to look like a great 50, I, I'm seeing friends now that I haven't seen. You know, Facebook is so fun because you get to see pictures. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, 
they're looking different, like totally, like their structure of their faces are different. Yeah. I'm seeing it more and more. And I think as I get older, and obviously we all get older, I'm seeing it more and more. So my network of friends, I've seen two people in particular. I don't recognize them in pictures. I'm like, that's not the same face. How long has it been since you've seen the face? I mean, you're um, seeing them on Facebook ten years. now. Ten years. Ten years. Not even, maybe eight years. Well, One in particular just recently. Yeah. And if you saw the, and the bodies too, the bodies change. And I don't yeah. mean gaining weight. I mean, you can still be the same weight. It's just the whole bones, the configuration, your bone structure, all of that. It really does change every decade. It totally does. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, um, if you get the book, you... I, I, we didn't get really into it with her, but I'd be really curious because, boy, here you are. You just got married and you just, you know, met the man of your dreams and going through menopause. That's not easy. To me, that would be really difficult, but. It's got to be hard. Uh-huh. Well, enough of menopause. I don't want to talk about that anymore unless you have something more to say about I'm it. But about now you should be pre- see you need to you should be prepared. I'm prepared. I I'm I'm paying attention. Yeah. I mean, do women and well, I just got to ask you this because like you're in your 40s, do, is that something that you talk about with friends women in their 40s? Menopause? Uh-huh. No. Nobody Definitely says anything. Not. I don't think that people think about it at this age. Or they don't think about it they don't say anything so none of you so well that's interesting no it doesn't seem like it's a it's a thing to talk it's not it doesn't ever come up it doesn't no now that you've done this show it will come up though maybe you know how how that happens right yeah exactly but uh, yeah i'm trying to think whether when when i was in my 40s whether or not we talked about menopause probably not because i had a six-year i was kind of like you i had my you know i had babies you know i was still having you know, my kids were really young, so um, it wasn't an issue until it actually happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, my mother's 64, and she never talks about it or never talked about it. <laughs> never talked about it with you at all? Never. No. Came and went. And did you notice different Wait, I mean, was she relating to you differently? Or I mean, because she's a baby boomer. She is, exactly. Was she relating to you mean during it? Yeah. Not that I can put anything, you know, who knows? I don't think so. So in other words, she never shared anything with you? Not really, no. Not, you know, she said it was like no big deal for her. Just slid through it. And again, she's a nutritionist and probably did a lot of, um, you know, supplements because I recognize some of the names that our, the guest just now was talking about. But yeah, we didn't have much communication about it. And you're very close to your mother. I know. It's not something that she talks about much. That so surprises funny. me. That really surprises me. My mother never talked about it, but that's a different generation. And she said yeah. she also just slid through it and it wasn't an issue. It wasn't a problem. But I attribute that think to... think it's more of a problem these days because of something that she alluded to, and that is our diets and the so many chemicals and um, unhealthy things we're putting in our body. I think it exasperates it. Don't you? Not only what we eat, but our lifestyle, and I think you just yeah. hit on something, because we are, at our age, or at the menopausal age or whatever, um, not only are we eating like crummy foods, we're traveling all the time, we're multitasking, we're doing a zillion different things, we're very stressed out, or we have to be very aware of not of doing things so that we're not stressed out, Yeah, and that does impact 
on, on your health, and it does make you, uh, I think it can exacerbate some of the symptoms because we don't take care of ourselves or, or in the way that we should, or we're not, we don't get enough rest, we don't get enough sleep, we don't uh, eat well, we're running all over the place, we're trying to do a zillion different things, and that probably does have a negative effect. Absolutely. I mean, it does on me even from not feeling well, you know, having this little, you know, bronchitis thing, and I, I know that I'm going to take longer to heal because I'm not, I'm still working, nothing stopped. Yeah, and, and you don't have time to stop, and even if you try to moderate it, which I assume that you do, okay, it, you do but it's still can, not, yeah. it, it's not the same thing. It's, it's you know, not. No, and so all of these things become, you know, bigger problems. Anyway, we have to say goodbye. Oh, my goodness, time by. Lauren Beller-Blake, Catherine Zox, we're saying goodbye. Hope you had a nice morning with us on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. You've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.